Praise God and glory be to the Lamb of God. I welcome you to today's edition of Bible Platform. I'm your friend, Pastor Hansen Metal. We are gradually settling down into the realities of the new year that we are enjoying by the grace of God. A lot of things are already happening and a lot of things will continue to happen. But whatever happens, we have the assurance that we have God on our side and whether we are proficient or deficient, God is still in control and he will work everything out for our good. As long as we are willing and obedient, we will eat of the good of the land. Glory to the Lamb. Let's begin today's session with a word of prayer. Precious Lord, we thank you. We thank you above everything else for giving us your son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross to save us from sin and the consequences of sin, hellfire. Today we know that whether here or on the other side of life, we are forever in your hands. We pray that as we study this word, somebody will be blessed, somebody will be encouraged, somebody will be taken from a state of depression into a position of power. In Jesus' name, I have prayed and call it done. Amen and amen. We have to move forward. Bottom line. Wherever we are, we cannot afford to be static. We have to move forward. We have to move forward in the area of our thinking. We have to move forward in the things that we plan to do. We have to move forward in the things that we are already doing. Whatever be the circumstance. There must be a determination in us to move forward. Listen. When finally Israel had a breakthrough to leave Egypt, the Bible records in Exodus chapter 14 verse 15 that God had to tell Moses to tell the people to move forward. Because they had come to a place and a, po a position that it looked like their deliverance was a scam. They've come out of Egypt all right. But here they face what then looked like an insurmountable obstacle. The Red Sea. And while they had not had enough time to figure out how they were going to deal with the Red Sea, they had a noise of chariots and horses and coming after them. And they felt trapped. They rightly felt trapped. Because there was no way they could go through the Red Sea. And there was no way they could fight the advancing armies of Egypt. Well equipped. Friend, I could imagine how they felt. The hopelessness and the helplessness that confronted them. How many times have we not been in that place? And how many of us, maybe listening to me right now, may not be feeling that that is exactly where you are. 
I have good news for you. The same word that God gave to ancient Israel is what I'm giving to you. He said, so what do I do? Move forward. Well, the Red Sea is before me and the Egyptians are coming behind me. What are you saying to me? I'm saying to you the same word of God. Move forward. If you don't have limbs to move, you have faith to believe. And you can believe God. You can believe God. Change your circumstances. As you take a step of faith. First in your mind. Because if you can't believe it, if you don't have the faith to achieve, you may not even attempt to do anything. So the first place that you need that radical shift is in your mind. You must renew your mind about your work. You must renew your mind. If you are a student, about the subjects that you convince yourself that you can never pass in those subjects. You can. If it's about your marriage, you have to renew your mind. There must be a change. And that change must begin with you. So instead of believing that nothing good is going to come out of the situation in which you are, and instead of being static and moving forward, thinking always about the past, it is very important that we hold memories of good times that we have lived through. But the other side of the coin is that we don't hold on to memories that weaken us, frustrate us, make us sorrowful, and hold, hold us captive. To a past that does not inspire our faith to doing things that will make our future better than what we have experienced in our past. So here, the bottom line is this. We begin by telling ourselves that we have heard the voice of God and we are determined to move forward. There are things that you don't have to look back and zero in on them. God created you for a purpose. You are a big, big, you are a big, big factor in what God is doing on the earth right now. Luke 17, 32, remember Lord's wife. Remember Lord's wife. God said, don't look back. I don't know for whatever reason, but I can, I guess, maybe out of curiosity. Not necessarily with a mindset of disobeying God. But out of curiosity, she disobeyed. And when it comes to dealing with God, it's not a matter of whether you deliberately disobeyed or out of curiosity or disobedience is disobedience. And so Lord's wife suffered the consequences 
of her disobedience. I want to say to somebody under the sound of my voice that whatever you know, you know, that doesn't help your relationship, your fellowship with God. You have left it behind by the grace of God. But for whatever reason, you feel, you feel like it's a mistake for you to step away from those things, for you to drop those things. Some of us, um, as part of our New Year resolutions, we decided that, look, this kind of life I'm living does not please God. So I drop it. And we prayed and we believed and we meant everything that we said. It's been too soon in the year. And we already may be contemplating, well, maybe I have to go back to my past. And I got to go back to that lifestyle because it makes things easier for me, even though I know that that is not in the will of God for my life. Even though I know that this kind of lifestyle is against the word of God. It is sin. Bottom line. It is sin. But there is a strong temptation for me. There is a pressure on me right now. My mindset is beginning to change towards going back to Egypt, to my past. So the scripture records in Second Peter chapter 2, verse 22, but it has happened to them according to the true proverb, a dog returns to his vomit and a pig having washed to a wallowing in the mud. Don't let that be you. Don't be the dog that returns to his vomit. Stay with God. Stay on the side of God. What you have left in the past, leave it in the past. Because the, the first thing that ought to come into your mind in dealing with what you left in the past is you had your head properly screwed on. You took stock of the pros and cons of what that life was leading you to. And you prayerfully decided to separate yourself from that past. Don't be like the dog that goes back to his vomit. Don't be like the pig who have been washed or jump right back into muddy waters. Stay clean. Stay pure. Stay on the righteous path. Be faithful to God. Husbands, be faithful to your wives. There is nothing out there that you, 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 you are living that God cannot give you a better alternative if you choose if you make the choice to obey God. There are things that in your present you have to endure because they are a necessary classroom for your advancement in the future. Listen, 
God is saying to us, it is time to move forward. And in order to move forward, we must settle it in our minds. The first important thing for us to do is to break from the negative past. The fear of the Egyptians. You may, even as I speak right now, you may be saying, Pastor, you don't understand. I'm hearing um, the sound of chariots coming. Right in front of me is the Red Sea. Listen. I know a God. I know a God. Who opened the Red Sea. I know a God. Who caused his people, according to the holy book, to walk through dry land. I know a God who after ushering his people out of captivity, opening the sea, causing them to walk on dry, dry ground, caused the enemies that were adamant on chasing them and making them slaves again to be swallowed up by the same sea that he caused his people to walk through. Now, these things did not happen in the twinkle of an eye. Listen. I know for a fact, and you know for a fact that crossing that Red Sea would have taken hours or probably even a whole day. Because look at the numbers involved. You can imagine the pressure even though the Red Sea was open. Because nobody walked through, I mean, the middle of the sea before. You can imagine the tension. Knowing that at any given time, that block of the sea on the right or on the left can just break right back. And they are, and they are buried and they are dead. Knowing that, in the midst of that tension, there was right behind them a whole army fully armed to destroy them. So the stress, the stress and the tension at that time had not gone away. But listen, that same God, the I am that I am, who ushered a whole nation through the Red Sea, can handle you can handle your family can handle your church can handle your business can handle your life I mean it you are you are in the minority compared to what I'm talking about a whole nation of Israel and if you could do it for a whole nation why can't he do it for you why can't he do it for your family come on Raise your faith level. Because going back, like the scripture says, is like a dog that has vomited and is right going right back to the vomit. There is nothing good in what you have left behind because you decided it was not worth living it, living with it. So you left it behind. You separated yourself from life situations and people who do not add value to your life. But now, 
you are looking at a situation where you bring those things back, those people back into your life because of the um, temporary pleasure that they give you. No, my brother, no, my sister, move forward. Move forward. Let them eat their cake. Enjoy your bread. Move forward. Don't go back to any negative thing that you left behind. Don't go back to any lifestyle that you know does not please God. Move forward in righteousness. That is what God is calling you to do. As for me, as for me, I can only tell you this. That there is a sweet presence of the Holy Spirit. It is blowing across the nations. And those who will step out in faith, no matter where you are, no matter your geographical position, no matter what the economy is, where you are, if you can step out in faith and not look back with doubt and fears, you will experience a wave of glory that you have never experienced before. Jesus said, as the wind blows, no one knows where it's coming from or where it's going. That's the way the Holy Spirit works. And God will work on your behalf. Don't put yourself in a situation where you trade your spiritual standing with material benefits. It's not worth it. The greatest possession any human being can have is being positioned in Christ. Because he says that if you be in me and my word be in you. If you abide in me and my word abide in you. Ask anything. It shall be done. There is peace for those who can trust and obey. There is joy for those who, who will not go back to their vomit. Because God is faithful. He watches over his word. And he performs it. Beloved. I'm believing God that he's going to do something extraordinary in your life if you will not turn back. So we see Israel eventually crossing over and going forward and inheriting what God has said. Because God cannot do anything Contrary to his word. I want to encourage you today. Whether it's about your family life. Whether it's about your business. Whatever it is. Face the challenges. With a determination to overcome them. Make a difference. Don't cheat. On your married partner. Be faithful. Obey your parents if you are a young person. Know that God's eyes are everywhere and watching everything that you are doing. I can deceive you, you can deceive me. 
But none of us can deceive God. And at the end of the day, let us remember this. It is the God factor. It is the God factor. Not human opinion. Whether they are against us or they are applauding us. doesn't matter. What is important is, is my conscience clear before God? That I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. No matter the challenges that comes with it. The Bible says, and he, who is he? Let me read from First Peter chapter 3. First Peter chapter 3 verse 13. And who is he who will harm you if you become followers of what is good? But who is he who will harm you if you become followers of what is good? So I'm saying to you that Pursue what is good. Move forward in the line of righteousness. In things that you know that God will be happy that you are doing. You may suffer in the midst of obeying God. But like Joseph said, how can I commit such a sin against God? So Joseph had his mind fixed on God. And because of that, his heart was close to the seduction of Potiphar's wife. Beloved, guard your spirit. Don't let them tell you that everybody is doing it so you can do it. You are not everybody. You are unique. Move forward in your thinking. Move forward in righteousness. Move forward. Pursue righteousness. Pursue it. Go after it. I'm not talking about the righteousness that will bring us salvation. That righteousness, Christ has taken care of it already. I'm talking about right attitude, right thinking, right writing wrongs. I mean, what is your part as a human being? The character of a true Christian as revealed in the New Testament. So like I just read in 1 Peter 3 the verse 13 and who is he who will harm you if you become followers of what is good. Now listen to the verse 14. It says but even if you should suffer for righteousness sake you are blessed. So what is the scripture saying? The fact that you are blessed sometimes can be the reason for your suffering. Mm-hmm. Let's check with Joseph one more time. Sincerely speaking, I don't believe that Joseph would have gone through the things he went through if it were not for the blessing upon his life. Remember, his dreams unnerved his brothers. And their primary reason for selling him to slave traders was to truncate the dream and to make it impossible inspiration of God. We are not told that God himself wrote it verbatim. 
the Bible says human beings were inspired by the Holy Spirit to write the scriptures. So, Paul writing to Timothy, here says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. And then he continues to give reasons why the scriptures are given. And he says, and it's profitable for doctrine. So you can't just believe anything that anybody says. And that's why it's important. that The scriptures are given and it's profitable for doctrine. The kind of teaching you hear and the kind of doctrine that you ascribe to must be exactly what the inspiration of the scriptures is leading to or alluding to. Because doctrine and dogma are not bedfellows, cannot be bedfellows. The fact that somebody reads something and then he puts a spin on it and gives an interpretation and he said, but it's in the Bible, does not mean that he's speaking the mind of God. Only the Holy Spirit who inspired the writing of the scriptures can give us the correct interpretation. You get me? So let's let's go back to what I was reading in Second Timothy chapter three verse sixteen. It says, "All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine." Number one, for reproof. The Scriptures also reproves. Saints, we shouldn't shy away from reading Scriptures that admonishes us to live to please God. Scriptures that admonishes us to pursue righteousness. We are very good on scriptures that speaks about what God will do, but very deficient on what God requires us to do. But you see, the totality of the scriptures will have to be lived by a believer in Jesus Christ. And that is what brings you into deeper relationship with the Holy Spirit who Christ has sent who is in charge of this dispensation to reveal God to us in an ever-increasing measure. So it says that the scripture is given by inspiration of God and it's brought Profitable for doctrine, number one, for reproof. And preachers, please reprove God's people when they are wrong. Tell them they are wrong. It doesn't matter how much money they give to the church. Rebuke them. If you must rebuke them. While you guard your own spirit, rebuke and reproof is not killing. It's saying to God's people, guys, that is not the way to go. Come back on track. If you sin, repent. Don't just regret. Repent. Make an absolute about ten, And move in the different direction. That's the basis for giving us the scriptures. It says for reproof and for correction. And for correction. For instruction in righteousness. 
for instruction in righteousness. The Holy Bible is not given to us, not every day to preach about what God will do, inspiration to about getting money, increasing in, in, in wealth, and, and you have no commitment to God. No. It says that it is given for instruction in righteousness. Right thinking, right action, right behavior. So that the man of God may be equipped for every good work. Beloved, you cannot seek and know God outside of the Holy Bible. You may find some God that may not be the one through God who created you. If you are passionate about God and you want to know God, begin by opening the pages of the Holy Bible today and every day. Understand? Don't rush through it. Nobody should pressure you when you are spending time with your father studying the Holy Bible. So you need to apportion a time that will be so convenient that you can be alone and prayerfully ask the Holy Spirit to open your understanding to the word of God. Sometimes you might even need a true spirit-filled believer. So together you discuss what the Holy Spirit is unveiling to you. If your pastor will have the time to listen, it will be a great idea to talk to your pastor. Remember this. The carnal mind cannot accept the things of the Spirit. The carnal mind. So don't rely on the carnal mind. Romans 8, 7. The sinful mind is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's word. Beloved, anytime you read the scriptures, ask God to open your understanding. I end on this note. Luke 24, 25. Then he opened their understanding, that Jesus opened their understanding, that they might understand the scriptures. So it doesn't matter your knowledge, academics or whatever, or 